Hey, Wiki listeners, it's Rachel. And Victor, did you know I host the fantastic NYC Talent Show every Monday night at the Parkside Lounge in New York City? It's an off-off Broadway showcase where you can see New York's underground performance art up close. We've got weekly special guests like Colin Quinn, Janine Garofalo, Tone Bell, and lots more. Use the code WIKILISTEN for a special discount on tickets when you go to nyctalentshow.com. That's nyctalentshow.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is the Wikipedia page for Death of Masa Amini. Welcome to Wikilisten, the podcast where we read Wikipedia pages and provide commentary. I'm Rachel Teichman, LMSW. And I'm Victor Bernardo, KSN, reminding you all to subscribe. And that's a good idea, because the podcast is great. That's right, everybody. Subscribe so you can get your weekly news update from us, experts in providing news. Today we're reading about the death of Masa Amini. Please forgive my mispronunciation of names and places in the world. We're reading about her because, well, she died and it's in the news. The protests in Iran that are happening right now, they started, they would spurred them on in the beginning was her death. And that's what we're going to talk about right now. All right. You already know more about it than I do. So let's, let's do this. <laughs> A little bit. All right. Death of Masa Amini. On the 16th of September, 2022, a 22-year-old Iranian woman named Masa Amini, also known as Gina Amini or Zina Amini, died in hospital in Tehran, Iran, under suspicious circumstances due to police brutality, according to witnesses. The guidance patrol, the morality police of Iran's law enforcement command, arrested Amini for not wearing the hijab in accordance with government standards. Police said she had a heart attack at a station, collapsed and fell into a coma. Eyewitnesses, including women who were detained with Amini, said she was severely beaten. These assertions, in addition to leaked medical scans, led independent observers to believe Amini had a cerebral hemorrhage or stroke. Amini's death resulted in a series of large-scale protests across the country, which garnered international attention, including a statement from the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees, putting a focus on violence against women in the Islamic Republic of Iran. 
Several leaders, organizations, and celebrities around the world condemned the incident and expressed solidarity with the protesters. The United States Department of the Treasury and Canada imposed sanctions on the morality police and Iranian leaders in various security organizations. The government of Iran attempted to suppress the protests, shooting protesters with birdshot and metal pellets, deploying tear gas and water cannons, blocking access to many apps, including Instagram and WhatsApp, and limiting Internet accessibility to reduce protesters' ability to organize. These may be the most severe Internet restrictions in Iran since 2019, when the Internet was shut down completely. Background. See also Women's Rights in Iran, Iranian protests against compulsory hijab, and International Women's Day protests in Tehran 1979. Iran introduced a mandatory dress code for women in accordance with their interpretation of Islamic standards, a short time after the Iranian Revolution of 1979. On the 7th of March, less than a month after the revolution, Khomeini decreed the hijab, Islamic headscarf, to be mandatory for all women in their workplace and decreed that women would no longer be allowed to enter the workplace or any government office unveiled, which he termed as naked. Violence and harassment against women not wearing the hijab in accordance with Iranian government standards had become common after the revolution, whether by law enforcement personnel or pro-regime vigilantes. From 1980, women could not enter government or public buildings or attend their workplace without hijab. In 1983, mandatory hijab in public was introduced in the penal code, stating that women who appear in public without religious hijab will be sentenced to whipping up to 74 lashes. But in practice, a number of women, such as Saba Kord Afshari and Yasaman Ariani, were sentenced to heavy prison terms. In the last decade, clothing in Iranian society underwent significant changes, and young women in particular tend to be more liberal about hijab rules, prompting the Guidance Patrol, Iran's morality police, to launch intermittent campaigns to verbally admonish or violently arrest and re-educate women they considered to be wearing the hijab incorrectly. Under routine circumstances, the detainees are brought to a center where they are re-instructed in the dress regulations for hours before being made to sign a pledge to uphold said regulations and then being allowed to leave with their family. Wiki listeners, you can help support us by listening to this message while you fight the morality police. Thank you for listening to that message. And now let's get back to reading more depressing material. Protests against the compulsory hijab have been common since 1979, with one of the largest protests taking place between the 8th and 14th of March 1979, beginning on International Women's Day and a day after hijab rules were introduced by the Islamic Republic. Protests against mandatory hijab rules continued such as during the 2019-2020 Iranian protests, when protesters attacked a guidance patrol van and freed to detain women. In 2020, Iran's government leader Ali Khomeini was quoted for saying that improperly veiled women should be made to feel unsafe, a statement that was supported by other officials and clerics and paved the way to more violence against women. Among the general population, however, an independent survey conducted in the same year showed that 58% of Iranians did not believe in hijab altogether and 72% were against compulsory hijab rules. Only 15% insisted on the legal obligation to wear it in public. 
Gross. What yep. is the matter with the world? Mm, the patriarchy. Victim. Main article. Masa Amani Gina. Masa Amani was born into a Kurdish family in Sakez, Kurdistan province in 2000. She had one brother. Her parents gave her the Kurdish name Gina, also spelled Gina, but as official documents are written in Persian, her name is Masa in her passport. Circumstances of death. Masa Omini had come to Tehran to visit her brother, and on the 13th of September 2022, she was arrested by the guidance patrol at the entry of the Shahid Agani Expressway while in Tehran while in company of her family. She was then transferred to the custody of the Moral Security Agency. Her brother, Kiarash Ashkan Amini, who had been with her when she was arrested, was told she would be taken to the detention center to undergo a briefing class and released an hour later. Her brother was informed his sister had had a heart attack and a brain seizure at the police station where Masa was taken to. Two hours after her arrest, she was taken to Kasra Hospital. According to Amini's cousin, Irfan Mortezai, she was tortured and insulted in the van as witnessed by her co-detainees. After she arrived at the police station, she began to lose vision and fainted. It took 30 minutes for the ambulance to arrive and an hour and a half for her to get to Kazra Hospital. For two days, Amini was in a coma in Kazra Hospital in Tehran, which led to a protest against the guidance patrol and the law in hijab. She died in the intensive care unit on the 16th of September. Evidence of Violence The clinic where Amini was treated released a statement on Instagram saying that she was brain dead when she was admitted. The Instagram post has since been deleted. Amini's brother, Kiarash, noticed bruises on her head and legs. The women who were detained with Amini said she had been severely beaten for resisting the insults and curses of the officers who had arrested her. A number of doctors opined that Amini suffered a brain injury based on the clinical symptoms, including bleeding from the ears and bruises under the eyes. This was also confirmed by alleged medical scans of her skull, leaked by hacktivists showing bone fracture hemorrhage and brain edema. According to Iran International, the Iranian government was forging fake medical records for Masa Amini, showing that she had a history of heart disease. On the 20th of September, Dr. Masood Shervani, a neurosurgeon, claimed on a state-owned TV that Amini had a brain tumor that was extracted at the age of eight. God. Uh, a lot of corruption. Not, yeah. By 21st of September, the hospital had released preliminary CT scans. Government supporters stated the CT scans showed psychological stress caused by a previous brain operation. Critics stated the scans showed physical beating and trauma. The Iranian government stated Amini had a brain operation at the age of five. Amini's father stated they are lying. She never had any medical conditions. She never had surgery. Two classmates interviewed by the BBC said they weren't aware of Amini ever being in the hospital. Psychological stress caused by a previous brain operation. A CT scan, as far as I know, can't show that. Show what? Psychological stress. Yes, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. All right. On the 29th of September, an audio file was released by a former commander of Iran's Revolutionary Guards Corps, 
which reports unnamed reliable sources saying that the reason for Amini's death was an injury to her skull and that the injury was the result of a severe beating. The Massa family's lawyer, Saleh Nikbat, told the Etaman online news website that respectable doctors believe Massa was hit in custody. Nikbat also said the family wants a fact-finding committee to probe her death and that police footage filmed after her arrest should be handed over. Well, there you go. That's today's current events. Yeah, this is very hard to read. And my heart goes out to all the people who are protesting in Iran. The death of Masa Amini obviously sparked the protests. Being an American looking over at Iran, it's hard to say like what should and shouldn't be right. But if the Iranian people are upset by this, I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, yeah, me too. This has been the Wikipedia page for Death of Masa Amini. Thanks for listening to Wikilisten. You can find us at wikilisten.com and on all social media and on TikTok at Wikilisten, except for Twitter, which is at wiki underscore listen. Don't forget to smash that subscribe button with your will to protest. If there's a particular Wikipedia page you'd like us to read, let us know. We'll read it. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlingbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.